0: Lock the gate. Are we doing this? Really? Wait for it. Are we doing this? Wait for it. wow What the fuck? WTF? And it's also... Eh, what the fuck? What's wrong with me? It's time for WTF? What the fuck? With Mark Marin. Okay, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuck, buddies? What the fuck ears? What the fuck, nicks? What the fucksters, I don't know, whatever the fuck you want to call yourself. I'm not really soliciting for new names for what the fuck people. I, I did that once. I know a lot of you are new to this, but I I actually focused on it a great deal and spent a lot of time fielding emails about what the fuck to call you what the fuckers. And uh, you can send them in. And, and I, you know, honestly, a couple of them have made it into the fold. So I'm not discouraging that, but I'm not telling you to do it either. By the way, Tom Sharpling is on the show today. This is Tom Sharpling and myself are going to have a conversation like two people who know of each other, but don't know each other at all. Uh, Looking forward to it. I hope you're looking forward to it, too. And there's a lot of tie ins here. Uh, Tom Sharpling just directed the new pornographers new music video uh, for the song Moves. It's got a bunch of cats in it. Wyatt Sinek, Ted Leo, Todd Berry, John Hodgman. Uh, John Worcester, who is a frequent uh, collaborator of Tom's. Again, but I just learned a lot of stuff about Tom. I don't know Tom Sharpling. I respect Tom Sharpling, but here's how it all sort of comes together. I get an email through my website from uh, Mac over at Merge Records. He's also in the band Super Chunk, as is John Worcester, Tom Sharpling's buddy and collaborator. And he said he's a big fan of my show. And I said, great. Send me some records. And I put on Super Chunk while I was on the plane. I was I was uh, fielding emails on the plane. Mac and I had a nice conversation. And I got a big box of records. Not record CDs, you know. Big box of CDs. All kinds of stuff in there. Big Dipper. Super Cluster. The Big Dipper anthology. Big Dipper was a band in Boston who was there when I was there in the late 80s. Actually bought a painting from the uh, the guy in Big Dipper. I got a bunch of Super Chunk. I got the uh, Arcade Fire suburb. Very excited. Suburbs, which I didn't, uh, I hadn't listened to. I tweeted that I was listening to it. And, of course, someone on Twitter said, you're a little late to the party on Arcade Fire Suburbs, the suburbs. And I tweeted back, I like to wait till the party's over so I can determine whether or not it's my own excitement. And that's how I feel about a lot of things. Tom Sharpling, for instance. I had known about the best show on WFMU for a long time. I knew that he liked comics. I knew that he used a lot of comics that were friends of mine, but I knew that he didn't use me. I didn't know why I wanted to be on his show, but maybe he was right in not ever indulging me. I assumed it was because Tom Sharpling did not like me, but the truth of the matter is I had not listened to Tom Sharpling's show. I was not a comedy nerd. I was not part of the crew. I was not part of the in crowd. I was never part of the clique or the group or the, the, the original cluster of musicians and comedians that defined contemporary comedy nerddom. I was off in the, in the, out in the stick somewhere doing stand-up. I'm a, I'm a lone wolf, a marginal character. I've never been a guy that has, hangs out with the bunch. I don't know why. It's just who I am. And and along the same lines, I I went and started listening to the best show because I felt rude. Because I knew Tom Sharpling was great. And I knew that everybody who loved him, they they loved him for a reason. I mean, I've been hearing about Tom Sharpling for a long time. I knew a lot of my friends were on Tom Sharpling's show. I envied the show. I wanted to be part of that show. Before I was on radio, I was like... Well, how do I get on this show? Did I listen to the show at that time? No, I did not. But I knew that other people were doing it. So I wanted to do it. I wanted to be one of the cool kids. Tom Sharpling is a a uh, he, he runs a cool kid plantation down there at the best show uh, in Jersey. But why didn't I listen to it then? That's the question I always ask myself. I always wanted to be part of the, the cool guys, but I was never a cool guy. I was never, even when they're nerds, even when you call, you know, who, you know who I'm talking to. Some of you Tom Sharpling fans do not like me. I know that. That's fine. I heard it first, but it's fine now. But I had to ask myself, why am I cut off from this world? And then I had to ask myself, why have i always been cut off from this world? And then I had to ask myself, why is it so difficult for me to make friends? And then I had to ask myself, why do I find myself in a position to impose myself on groups of people and demand that they be friends with me? And then I asked myself, what the fuck are you asking yourself so many questions for? Maybe this is why you're irritating. And then I answered, yes, that is true. I spent a lot of time listening to Tom, and he's a great broadcaster. And many of you know that already. And, you know, he's, and he's, he's got a great show. It's funny. He's got a real style. I have a lot of respect for people who master a craft. And also, he's a great uh, video director. But this was the first time that we ever sat down and talked. It's one of those WTF episodes where you genuinely hear me and him, you know, getting to know each other, having some common history, having some common friends. There are some surprises, certainly to me, there was. And, and having that first conversation of people who have, mu- you know, mutual respect for each other. So I hope you enjoy this. Now let's listen to Tom and I, me and Tom, Tom Sharpwing. In conversation with me. All right, fuck. You know, let's just do it. Have you ever gotten to that situation where... Uh, you can pull that thing right up to your face, okay. too. Right. Have you ever gotten to that thing where... Where you tweet something, and then you're like, oh, no. Oh,
1: no, no, no. I do that all the time. That, for me, is like, I know when I start playing around there that I'm, I know I'm playing with fire when I just, I'm trying to get a reaction out of somebody. I'll write these deliberately vague things that people are like, what's he, who's he complaining about? It's like, and I won't, that's ultimately the effect I'm looking for is just to, you know, like, yeah, somebody's, somebody's driving me crazy, you know, I'm reading a thing. And I want to kill somebody because of it. And it's like, <laughs> who? Who is it? And I'm just like, please, what are you doing asking me this stuff? It's like, but I'm leading you all the way one inch from asking me. And then I'm, I am act indignant that you had the nerve to press me on who I'm talking about. It, yeah. Did you
0: just cut him off there?
1: I kind of just, yeah, I just let it. I don't Ugh. answer. I,
0: well, like I did that with the uh, with this Gallagher thing. I tweeted the event of him walking out of my room. Mm. And then I, I, without really thinking about, you know, whether or not I'm going to use it or not. Uh-huh. Now people are like, well, you got it. Yeah. And then I listen to it. I'm like, oh, no, I, I might sound like an idiot. And not like an idiot, but there's a point where uh, I, I wouldn't have talked to him anyways. And then I was like, why am I, pre- why am I doing a Mike Wallace
1: yeah, on uh, this yeah. old
0: clown? Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> somebody who,
0: it's like, he's not
1: even somebody who is like, who merits I, I, that I, level I, I, of treatment. It's like I guys know. like that usually just you wonder where they went. Right, And right. he's just kind of still beating against the glass trying to...
0: Right, I'm still here. Yeah,
1: yeah. And that uh, <sighs> Paul F. Tompkins told me that Gallagher on it... I mean, I, I, I can't wait to hear it. But just that he was wondering why he didn't get to do... uh, Like, why they didn't think of him as a letterman. Or, yeah, uh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. It's yeah. like, because everything you're doing is the opposite. Yeah. It's like, so somebody... Some executive is supposed to say, "Well, you do nothing like what those guys are, <laughs> but let's waste six months and ask you
0: maybe if you'd want to be that guy." You're like, yeah, you know. Yeah. And, well, it's that it's that notion of of that everybody's on the same trajectory, yeah. you know that idea. And I mean, you're probably familiar with that. And show I mean, I should introduce him. My hmm. guest is uh, Tom Sharpling, uh, is here in the garage from uh, the best show, KFMU. Yeah, WFMU. Did I do that wrong? I, said K-F-M-U. I, I well, I got I got a thing in my head where I grew up with K's. I sure. apologize. No, KQEO, no, no. KRKE. I grew up K- with W's. You grew up with W's, right? I, yeah. I was and I've done that twice. I've done, and I feel embarrassed now. I was nervous about you coming over, actually. I was nervous to come over.
1: You were? Yeah. I don't know why. Because you used to scare me in
0: the nineties. I know but like I like you know I always had this you were always this you know guy who had this community of people and you hung out with all the cool guys and I've been out you know I'm this marginalized freak mm-hmm. and no, I but you were I thought you didn't like me No but
1: when I started Yeah like I kind of like everybody and don't like everybody at the same time
0: Oh you know what, dude? yeah I'm going to I got to do another intro cuz I'm okay. not going to deal with your fans saying like Marin fucked up the
1: call letters No so that, everybody will be fine with that My fans you you're reading them wrong
0: Not two of them well, you can't worry about the two of them. What about the other ninety of them? There are only ninety-two of them.
1: They're All right, very so, vocal.
0: so okay, so okay, let's bury the hatchet. How did I? No, how there would, is no oh, okay. Well, that just look when I was a young
1: comedy fan. Yeah, and I would go to uh, eating it every Monday night at Luna. Yeah, yeah, in in uh, downtown New York, Ludlow I, Street. Yeah, 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 and it's gone now, which yeah. is probably a good thing. Levelled. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that was the right.
0: Yeah. Move yeah, to, to just what that
1: place was bury it
0: like yeah. You know, now it's just a strange, uh, maybe a, a mystical site for those who care. Yeah, exactly. this is where it was. This is where it happened. Yeah,
1: you should, you know this is where uh, Soy Bomb was here. <laughs> he was born of this place. Yeah, yeah. But you would, you were like the king of that place.
0: Was I? Yeah. Uh, like
1: every Monday, it was a It was you know you were up almost every Monday for huge stretches. Yeah. That place, and it was kind of you—you you carved a wide berth through whatever the bill was, and it right. was great. Yeah. And and you were you were kind of documenting what every week was for you, right? And it was it was exciting to see that. But then when I would say to you after it, which I tried repeatedly to just say, I was not looking to be your pa- your best yeah, friend. I yeah. was not like like you know. <laughs> I did not have an agenda other than to say, <laughs> hey, that was great yeah, tonight. And yeah. you would just go like, yeah. Oh. And then and then kind of like turn your head away. I, and yeah. that happened. And then you did it at when I saw your one-man show, you did it. The same thing. It's like, is it me? Am I just like, am I sending some signal out <laughs> that he's just rejected me? Because it's like I'm going to see his one-man <laughs> show now. It's like I'm making a real effort. To, uh, to be a supporter uh, and it was like hey great uh great show I was like yeah <laughs> no come on it was that bad come on Tom. it was that bad
0: I, well you know I, you know what i was thinking about what's that? not you at all okay i was com- being completely self absorbed which i am and and i find that when i come off stage mm-hmm. the the intensity of uh-huh. of, of of like How did I fuck up? What did I do wrong? What did I just put out there? You know, what are they thinking of me? That's where I'm at. I'm Uh like, you know, like I can't even enjoy Uh the high. Sure. So if someone comes into that, they're like, good show. Mm -hmm. I'm like, really what I'm saying is like, what, like, what, what do you mean? I mean, how was it good? Because I'm not, you know, and it comes out like, yeah. Uh And I just kind of move (laughs) on. Because for me, I made a decision
1: that I could have felt that I did the worst show or anything. If I did Mm -hmm. something and if somebody liked it, it's like. It's not my place to, to uh, to take that away from them. Yeah. The fact that they enjoyed think... it. It's like there's nothing to be. There's definitely right. nothing yeah. to be gained in, in kind of disabusing them of the notion that they, the thing that they enjoyed, was enjoyable. Right. Well, like, a,
0: well, then you're lucky I didn't talk to you because I would have would have worked. I would have been it. like, but, but was it yeah. all good or, yeah. or just parts of it? So it would have been a point by point breakdown. Of, uh, yeah. Okay. There's yeah. nothing more like, you know, it resonates with me is that that moment in I'm assuming you're a Lester Banks fan. Yeah. 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 That moment in Almost Famous where, you know, when uh, when Hoffman playing Bang says, we you think I'm going to hang out with a kid? Yeah. you know, And then they uh-huh. cut to, like, them Jeez. hanging out. Like, you know, given the, you <laughs> know, if, a little bit of time, yeah, I probably wouldn't have never left your side. Okay. We, would, sure. we would have ended up at Veselka, you uh-huh. would have been telling me what I thought, and then it would have been, you know, I've been really, and then I would have made notes, and you would have changed the entire show. And then I would have had to have, pre-cell
1: phone, faked some sort of way to get... And to get, what get I'd, out. What I've had to have yeah. said that... Yeah. Someone had, I was getting called at Veselka by the, you know, like, (laughs) we have a call for you. You know, Marin
0: says he's your friend. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, that could have happened, but I I certainly apologize for being rude. You know, you did one thing at Luna
1: that it hit me so. I was there with my friend, and at that point, I was working in a music store. Yeah. And uh, my friend was writing for MTV, writing commercials. And then you were on stage. And I was already feeling not good about where I was in life. And uh, you started, you were going on some story, and then you said, that's like the difference between someone who works at a music store versus a guy who's working up at MTV. And like literally, I was next to my friend, and it was that dynamic, and I was just like, oh, this this is not good. I am not in a good place at all. This guy's actually, now there's people on stage making fun of the hole I'm in, like using it as a demarcation point where I'm actually at in my life. I was like, and my friend is literally working at MTV now writing up there.
0: Oh my God. Like, oh. And
1: that kind of spurred me. I was like, I have to change things. So I helped. Soon. You did help. Oh yeah. Oh my God. And what yes. happened? So you were working in a music store where? in uh in new jersey selling sheet music to piano teachers it wasn't even like cause oh like my people, God. Cause people, like, yeah, people were like oh you work in a record store it's like i don't know i sell <laughs> i sell uh piano teaching books for five-year-olds you were working in another year another
0: time it was yeah like...
1: <laughs> exactly and it was fading you could see it aging out yeah, while you were yeah, there yeah, yeah and then it was like the point where people are like uh yeah, the internet's coming. That's not going to affect us at all. Like, will people want books? Like, and it's like they want books. They want to feel a book and it's like and I was like, "You know, uh it probably could affect this thing really hard if it if it just keeps going the way it's like cuz every every that was at the point where like you'd go from a 144 modem to like wait it's twice as it's 28 8 now yeah, yeah. and you're watching it go faster each yeah, yeah. every three months it's yeah like, no, no this is going to age out and this whole thing is going
0: to die yeah and i it's need to flip. get out of here oh, oh yeah. yeah oh you mean the uh, the sheet music but that's oh, so yeah. weird with sheet music it's like it's not even a conversation starter no. like like you know if you work <laughs> like someone works in a music store you're like yeah. what, kind of, what kind of cds or records you got yeah. there now sheet music yeah, yeah. now yeah. we have uh <laughs> I mean, to, uh, where do you go from yeah. there? Do you have Do you have Scott Joplin's? Uh... He's
1: like, yes, we do, <laughs> <laughs> we do. We've Scott Joplin. Do you want to play it? You can't hear it, but uh... you can. Uh, if you're if you're if you're great at piano, I can help you out.
0: Yeah. So, well, that's interesting that we had that relationship. That somehow or another, I read your mind or something. No, it was, it was shocking. Like I just remember,
1: like feeling. It, I can still feel the impact of what that felt that night it just felt like the like that dull <laughs> hammer of reality hitting you like like <laughs> bong like they, this i have to change things tonight well god like, i'm glad i i was yes. there for that or, or yeah, spurred that were, on yeah you were the who, impetus who was the mtv guy it was my friend joe who uh joe ventura who i write with uh we've written we a couple movies together oh yeah so do I, do
0: I, I was wondering if i knew him
1: He was, you know, because that scene was always me and Joe Ventura and Phil Morrison. We
0: would always go. Phil, the director? Yeah, yeah. I remember him. Yeah. Like, I, you know, I think that I was, uh, you know, at that time so consumed with my own shit and self. Mm. Like, because the one thing I envy about, uh, about, you know, the way you've handled yourself Uh is that, you know, there was a community. I mean, there is a comedy community. You know, I have been... Sort of this lone renegade weirdo that is has met everybody. I've had experiences uh-huh. with everybody. I, you know, everybody knows who I am, but I don't have any friends. I mean, who are my friends? <laughs> <laughs> and and it's because, like you know, at that time, the difference between me and you was like, I'm going to hang out with those guys. I'm going to hang out with Phil. You know, and uh-huh. and, uh, and and we're gonna we're we're gonna hang out because then all of a sudden it's like, hey.
1: These UCB people just moved from Chicago to New York and right. we hung out with them. And then right. all of a sudden, you know.
0: Yeah, just... yeah me, you, and me, Tom, and Phil were going yeah. out to a thing. But all I was thinking is, like, why the fuck isn't Phil using me in his shit? <laughs> you know <laughs> uh-uh. what? Where, yeah. where the fuck is Mark Marin's yeah. piece? I experimented with bitterness for five years in that place. <laughs> you know what I learned after all that? I'm, I'm glad I helped you. But what I learned after five years of doing Luna uh-huh. or whatever I was doing down there is, like, you know, bitterness is, is only funny in a very small group. <laughs> and if you can't get those people around you, you're, there's no way you can't be moved on from if you're the guy that's doing what, like the experience you had with me, mm-hmm. if you're the guy that does that for people, uh-huh. eventually you're the guy that goes, oh, he's still doing that? Uh-huh. You're, you're that guy. Uh-huh. But it's been exciting watching, you've you've come out of it also.
1: Yes. no, You're, I, you're I, working I, hard to get I, past I, this. I, and <laughs> as somebody who has been a, a watcher of your career, <laughs> it's like, there's points where it's just like, uh, this jerk has a podcast now. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna root against this thing. Oh yeah. And I'm just like, oh, it's kinda good. <laughs> These interviews are pretty good. I guess I gotta be on board with this stupid thing. Like yeah. and just like, oh I wanna hate him. It's like <laughs> it's like could you imagine what it must have been like to be like friends with Miles Davis? Uh, like no. we're just like the worst human ever. Yeah. But then you're just like at the club watching him play that stuff and you're like like yeah, this guy's uh, this guy's pretty great, but then he comes on stage and treats you like garbage. Like it's yeah. just like yeah, and it's just like yeah. But then watching you get, watching the person of you, matching what the thing that you created at the same time, it's like you're you're doing the work.
0: Yeah. So well, that, it's
1: very it's very exciting.
0: Well, I appreciate that, and, but and also though it, you know you being a. Uh, as someone who, who's astute, uh, an astute critic from your... Yeah. no, you are marinologist. No, well, yeah, sure, but I mean, you mm-hmm. are a, an arbiter of, of taste to some degree, and I and I and I think that you know the, the the sad thing about people like Miles and people like who, who surround those kind of people mm-hmm. is they'll take so much shit from those you know the people uh-huh. that sit around and are like Miles hit me, he, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, look, just like... I'm bleeding. That yeah. Miles did this. <laughs> yeah, and and we're not those kind of people. But, I, I mean, in, in, in terms of, uh, uh, uh and I certainly appreciate that, because I knew there was a struggle going on. I literally was nervous. Like, I don't go out and get milk for anybody. And for some reason, I woke up this morning I'm like, I want to make sure Tom, if he needs milk, I want to have milk for the coffee. But well, where's, you know? where's that coming from? Why why am I scary? No, you're not scary. All. It's just that, you know, I respect what you do, and I know that, that I've been doing what I do long enough in comedy and also mm. with this thing to know that, the way we look at comedy might be a little different, you know, and, 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 and how we look at the people we like might be a little different. So I assume that I was, like, it was it was a chore for you to sort of like me as a comic, you know, because I, I'm not, I'm pretty raw, I'm pretty, uh, I don't know what it is, self-involved, and that's what I talk about. Mm-hmm. And when I see the, the sort of community built around you and the comics that you, you uh you, you you get behind or you are friends with. Uh-huh. I, I always, well, I feel like I'm different than a lot of comics, but uh, but I just feel like um, I appreciate those guys, but man, I'm not, I'm not the kind of comic that Tom likes. So then I uh, uh, sort oh, of...
1: But, if, but uh, like who, like if you're talking about like Patton or Paul, you know, it's like, those guys, like, they tell stories, you know? Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's what they do. I've
0: always felt, I have felt, like, not only do I not have the the, the love and support of uh, the douchebags, uh-huh, but then, like, uh-huh. I, I don't have the love and support of the nerds. I've always felt like a man without a country, Tom. Uh-huh. And I felt that you were you were one of the princes of a country that <laughs> okay, I... Exactly. <laughs> not uh, not allowing you yeah, uh, yeah, that, to uh, cross the moat. Yes, yeah, so that I was like, please, Mr. Sharpling, <laughs> yeah. pull down, you let the drawbridge down. Yeah, exactly. And wow. you were like, no,
1: he cusses too much. No, I just... Uh, well, it is funny. I do have a thing with like cursing. I just since I'm on the, you know, terrestrial radio. Right. I've kind of like two things have happened from me being on the radio where it's like I don't curse in front of a microphone. Yeah. I just because I've trained myself when I'm in that room in the studio, even when like the previous show's playing and I'm not on yet. Yeah. I still don't. I don't curse in that room because it's just a thing. It's just like you can't curse in that room. And the other thing is like I've lost the ability to laugh from being on the – from hosting a radio show for that long because it's, it's a – it's like I don't laugh out loud. I laugh in my head now. It's not a good thing. I'm not really? happy about it. Really? At all. No. It's, I feel like something was taken away a little bit because I do – you know, we do –
0: what are you about when you do the bits with uh with your with your, yeah, with well, your partner?
1: Well, that's the thing is that with, when I do with John Worser and I do the, yeah. the calls, I have to play it straight, and I think it's I've it's I think it's really funny because I wrote it with him, so I'm getting a chance to live out the thing that we wrote all week, and but I still have to play it straight, so it's kind of taken. I can't laugh. Yeah. And and then I've found myself not being as good a laugher as. And it drives me crazy when everybody else is such a, like when funny people are also good laughers, yeah. it's like, how how are you doing that? It's like, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm just, because I can't. It's like, oh, that's funny. That's yeah, funny. Yeah, like yeah. I sit watching people. It's like, oh, this is the funniest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. And I'm not, it's like, I should be <laughs> right. doubled over, but I'm just like, yeah. and then you hear people with those fake laughs and I can't, yeah. I don't want to do that. Or oh, the radio laugh. Oh, no, yeah. oh, no, no, Yeah. No, yeah, no. That can't, yeah. And yeah. then when they can talk. One second later, yeah, it's yeah, like, well, that's a fake laugh. Yeah. When the person's losing
0: it, and then they're just so anyway. I yeah. wanted to... Well, to have that kind of like uh, that uncontrollable laughter that was so good when you were a kid, like, you know, really, mm-hmm. where you can't stop laughing about something. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I miss that. Oh, I, know. I think I started laughing a little more. And then there's also in comedy clubs, you know, regular comedy clubs, there's the comedian's laugh, which is... There's several variations. There's the... Uh, ah. There's that one, <laughs> which is sort of like an acknowledgement. Uh-huh. Oh uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. And I think I've I've landed somewhere in that neighborhood with the kind of ha. Huh. Do you think it's something about like because uh, I know when I started doing this show that I started to laugh more because I started to okay. listen. Sure, sure, without thinking about myself. Uh-huh. Do you think that somehow or another you're not engaging the same way?
1: You know, I think I think it's because I I feel like. The, when you're doing the show all by yourself, I'm also thinking about... I'm watching the levels, and I'm also thinking about six other things that are, are going yeah, yeah. on at the same time, yeah. and I just think the primary thing is the thing that's going on, but I'm still getting pulled in different ways. I just can't be completely
0: dedicated to the one thing,
1: and it's kind of kind of a bummer. <laughs> I wish I could laugh
0: more. So you wish you could enjoy it more? I mean, you're still enjoying yeah. the show? I mean, it's been, what, 11 years
1: now? Yeah, yeah, I did... I, uh... I stopped enjoying it uh, last year, and you were
0: vocal about that.
1: Yeah, yeah, I really did. I stopped liking it completely, and uh, and then I uh, took a I took like six weeks off. Where'd you I, go? I just did not go on the radio. Is where I went <laughs> no it was anywhere but the station. <laughs> yeah, and it was this thing where I was just like, it was shocking how little I didn't how I didn't miss it at all. Like I was just like, well, maybe I might be done, done because I'm not. I'm not like away for a week and just getting that itch where it's like, oh, I got to get back in there. It's like, no, this is pretty good not doing this. I don't (laughs) miss it at all. Yeah. And then then there was a, uh, like a WFMU has a record fair that they uh, put on once a year at the end of October. Yeah. And I was like, I wanted to go to that. And it's like, if I go to that stupid thing without being on the radio... Ever, all everybody's just going to come up to me and ask like, when are you coming back? Uh, what, what's going on? So it's like, I got to go back this Tuesday before the thing. That way I can nobody will ask me. So like, I'm back. So I just like forced myself back. I was just sour being back. Like, it felt like I had to be there. And then um, I just like, I don't know. There's been these points where I just, I just was like, you know what? I'm going to just do it almost on a week by week basis. Like,
0: I'll oh, see I, if you want to do it. Yeah, like I yeah. got it back. I, yeah.
1: I, and I, like I had a good show, like three shows into coming back. And it was like, yeah, I'm having fun doing this because I think I let go a little bit. And I was just kind of like, I'm only going to do this for me to do it. And if I have this thing in my head that it ultimately it's just a week by week thing. And if it if it goes south again, I'll, I'll leave again. Yeah. But it, so it's been great since I kind of took that. Because it feels like it's a never ending thing sometimes. Uh, I know, yeah. It's, it's like,
0: just, uh, yeah, because you're like, oh, I gotta, and then I gotta call the guy, and the thing's got it, fuck. Yeah, but no, I, I think that, that there's a there's a point like what I'm finding now, and you've been doing it a lot longer than I have, is that whether or not you believe you're you're being yourself or whatever you are on the mic, you know that that this this medium is intimate. So yeah. if you're gonna sit on a mic yeah. for three hours, you're gonna come out unless you're some sort of fucking robot. Yeah, 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 and and that you know after a certain point you you literally get a type of drain emotional drain that is you know akin to a relationship mm-hmm. where it's like you know I can't I I've, I need a break we need counseling uh-huh. <laughs> yeah 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 I mean because I don't know how you feel in terms of of your audience but those are our people and obviously we've both ended up in front of mics you know yeah. and it seems to be what we excel at it's not it wasn't necessarily my original plan. Yeah. I mean, yeah. what was your original plan? Well, I was doing, I started off doing a music
1: show on the station, just right. playing records. And yeah. then I would get on mic and talk. And then the balance started to shift a little bit where I was playing a few less records and talking a few more minutes. And yeah. I was like, I really like being on mic. And then I would take a couple phone calls. And then John Worser and I came up with this call in idea that we were going to do. And it's like, and everybody was like, that does not sound funny at all. Like, that sounds like it's going to bomb so hard and it went really well and then kind of got flush with that thing of like wait maybe this is a place you can be funny and then and then i ended up um feeling that kind of then that might have been around the time when you said your your mtv (laughs) record store (laughs) thing and i was like so i quit the station because i was like i gotta get good at writing i gotta dedicate myself to Finding a job, and I can't have the something like this. that's taking me in the you know off course. Yeah. So I quit for a
0: couple years. Quit radio.
1: Yeah, yeah. Quit the quit the the station. And so I'll,
0: so when I said well, that was that juncture, it's like the radio things. Just you know, I'm, I'm not even getting paid for that. Yeah, yeah. I got to get out of the sheet music thing, or I'm going to be yeah. old there. Exactly. And, and it was it, just, I was I'm going to be trapped. Yeah, and I'm going
1: to focus. Yeah, I need yeah. to. I need to start writing, and and just get myself out of this place in my life it's a horrible um, place oh because you can feel (laughs) yeah you can feel that you might never get out of it like it's like there's no guarantees on any of this stuff just uh, that, like ever because it's like you know people who who never get beyond a certain point for whatever reason it's like There's no guarantee. I'm not one of those people, and there's no guarantee. I didn't hit. I just didn't hit the ceiling. Whatever I'm hitting now, we're just like I might be done. Yeah, this (laughs) might be it for me. And it's like, but (laughs) then in your head you think it's like, no, this is not it. I'm still going on a journey. I still have other places to go.
0: Maybe you don't. Maybe this is maybe this is the end of your line. That's a horrible struggle because, like, I don't know who you are in your mind, but Mm -hmm. you know, in those moments, there's not there. It's almost a moment where you literally there's a part of your heart that's going, you know, you you're like reaching out to your parents. Almost yeah. it's like just take me to the place mommy. You know, that there's this yeah. moment like how do I get to there with you and then you realize like I got to cry and then I got to do this work. But there's something about that fear, it's that weird area where the fear of success and the fear of failure is the same thing. Uh-huh. That I don't, I don't like if I finish it what if it stinks? Uh-huh. And then if I don't do it I'm still stuck.
1: Yeah. That yeah. thing? Do you ever get that? Yeah, I get... I mean, the fear of success is not the thing for me. It's just the fear of... I think the fear of failure is almost all of it for me. Just yeah. like I, I feel that like looming... But it doesn't stop you from doing things, which is good. No, exactly. And I think it, it's at a point where I know that... You know, I've always thought it's like... You know, the, the amount of geniuses that are out there. Yeah. It's like there's like five sure. of them maybe. Sure. It's like, you know, like a Paul Thomas Anderson. Like that guy yeah, yeah. is on a different... Sure. Plain than all of us, right? And it's like, and then there's like the bottom twenty percent. That's like the Rupert Pumpkins of the world that are yeah. just you know completely talentless. <laughs> and but keep going. Don't but keep going. Don't belong. Right. And you know, no, they have to learn that themselves. Yeah. That when the cards get dealt, that okay, it wasn't for me. But that middle stretch, <laughs> all it is, is that separates the people. It's just how hard you work on it. And if you kind of keep your head in the game. Right. And I was just like, you know, I can do okay in that mix. I know I'm not a genius, but I know I'm pretty sure I'm not like Rupert Pupkin. (laughs) You know, like I know I'm not a fraud. So. Right. The authenticity thing is important. Yeah. So it's like if I do the best that I can do then then I'll. that takes care of a certain amount of it like i've always kind of operated with that
0: right in mind. And, and the pain for you like in the sense that like you know when i get to a, a point because i i think we're probably similar in some ways um in in the way of of the amount of pressure we put on ourselves oh yeah i mean yeah. that's part of why i quit i wanted to
1: you hit a again. wall yeah. yeah i mean it's like what else are we yeah. what else am
0: i going to do yeah, you know, and and you feel like you're you're spinning. You're like, I've done this. I mean, the it's yeah. not it's not changing. Yeah, and my thing is also, listener, it's a listener supported station, and you talk I, to people a
1: lot. Yeah, and <laughs> there's no there's no way for me to ever monetize what I'm doing there because it's I'm working for the greater good of this non commercial station, which I am
0: completely on board with. But but is there some sort of reflection of that? Is that did that function also to sort of support? Not, not your uh, a sort of self-sabotaging element, but but the idea that th- there's something noble about it. Number one, mm-hmm. and and also number two, uh, there's integrity built into it. Yeah, but it, but you get tired at a point, even with <laughs> the right. integrity. No, I just I, like,
1: I got t- so tired of just like this thing that was just that it just felt like it would never end, and it felt like I had a certain amount of responsibility to the station to be earning a certain amount of money. So to keep the, the thing going, which was not really true. I was a kind of, I was, you know, I do make a good amount of money when it's the fundraiser for the station. Sure. But the station has survived people, you know, the, the big DJs coming and going, it's always managed to survive. And it's like, but I kind of put an unrealistic thing on myself thinking that it's just like, I have to be here every week. And the thing that was fun, it's fun for everybody else, kind of became a job for me, a job that I could never, I can only lose money on. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, it's like, when does this job that I can only lose money on, and it will never end, this job? So I just got really
0: sad. It's like a sentence. Yeah, it felt exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is yeah. It- but when did the thing take off? Because, you know, I, I think that maybe a, a lot of my listeners, I don't know if they're they're familiar with that. I want to make sure that I talk about that a little bit. Because, you know, your show is really one of the most respected uh, comedy radio shows. And, in, 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 well, you know, I don't even want to say that. It, it's a radio show that, that sort of runs a full range of, of, of music, some sketch your point of view, a lot of call-in stuff, but it it is a very highly respected show, certainly in the comedy community, and in in, in the uh, in the world of comedy nerddom. Uh huh. Yeah. Now, when did in, is that? Did you find? Oh, no, that you, that's super flattering. Oh, it's not minimizing. I oh my god, I no, couldn't read no, the look no, for
1: you <laughs> to do the like. You're the master of the of of like. The it's like the pat on the back where you realize you're getting pushed yeah. when you do those intros for people. It's oh. always like, so it's like, ooh, it's like, wow.
0: I got nothing but respect for you, Tom. Sorry, <laughs> uh, yeah, you Almost know,
1: sad that I didn't get one of them. Uh, like the like the thing like so. Apparently, you're doing some thing. Well, the thing is, is that I guess I... people like what you do. Like those when you do those <laughs> intros, and you're like, like, uh... <laughs> which.
0: No, because like for some reason, I you know there are certain people like I had Tompkins in here the other day. Him mm-hmm. and I don't speak. I I thought there was tension with us for years, and there may have been, but like it turns out we're a lot alike. And then like you know I'm sitting around the other day, I'm I'm listening to your show, and I'm and I'm like there's no there's no there's no distance between me and this guy. No, it's just we're two different. Bodies
1: doing yep. the thing. It's just right. like that's all it is. But I
0: mean, you know, in our minds, but is, is you know, th- there's a similar makeup. But I, there is something I want to talk about that I started earlier that that maybe we can get into. But I, I want to talk about the the sort of explosion of your show because it seems to me that that the best show, Largo, uh, alt comedy in New York, that you know, you were there when the, with the congealing of what ultimately became the the alt comedy universe, and I think that you paid uh, you you were part of building that. Whether well, you like it or not. I, I mean, that's kind of, I I thought
1: I was, well, I, I have no idea. I really don't. I mean, it just, it's, it's it's like I was doing this thing. I quit the radio. Yeah. Took a couple years off. I came back and I was, and then I quit again because my wife got sick. So I quit. And then I was just like, I thought I was done with it. Cause I was just, you know, and, uh, then, uh, I was like, see, I was watching ASCAT one... one uh, In New York? Yeah, yeah, watching the UCB. The improv? Yeah. And, like, at that point, like, the thing, like, you know, everybody wants to have that thing that you got to see. And it's like, when you get to watch those four people do the thing and all the pe- all the other people up there, like, you'd go and see Tina Fey every week up there doing improv and Matt Rachel Besser. Gratch and yeah. Matt Besser yeah, yeah, and yeah. Abrazo Sanz. all of them up there. It was like, that's the thing I got to see that I can kind of lord over people for the rest of my life that they were there at the beginning
0: i get to see that every week and you weren't working when you were going there at that time i was doing
1: a lot of writing but it didn't have anything to do with that world i would just write whatever anybody would hire me to write i would write for basketball magazines and MTV commercials and stuff. So I eventually did get up at MTV. Yeah. I said, I showed you, you, Mark Barron. (laughs) Look at me. Yeah. I'm Uh, here writing a horrible commercial. Being paid the little money for the big commercial. Yes. And getting treated like garbage (laughs) by third-rate comedians (laughs) in the hallway. People who I I watch bomb at eating it are making me feel horrible up here. So I watched them do the thing. I was like, you know what? If I ever went back to the radio, I would want it to be the comedy thing not the music thing it's like and so i went back i told the station i was like hey i'd like to try a comedy show and they they let me do it and for i'm telling you for two years no one wanted it no one i would get emails every week you're horrible your show's not funny these the sketches you do are endless who are these people and pointless just listeners just listeners just (laughs) writing
0: you're terrible. What's was, the general audience for it at the time that you were doing that, though? I mean, because I'm sure you built a huge audience for them, but at that time, was it just it was, who was it? it public was, public it radio was, audience? It was the it was the WFMU audience. Yeah, yeah. They were like they weren't
1: on board with it yet, yeah. and then it just became this thing. Just like slowly, like there'd be like a person here and a person there would respond to it, and then it just kind of you know it, it 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 was I mean it, I mean it was two years of me just having to just. Just take abuse of just people like calling and saying, like, you're not funny. <laughs> people write, like, this show sucks. Like, email. i mean, just the meanest stuff you'd ever write. And it's at the point where I didn't have the people. like, well, no, there's also these other people who like it. So you're wrong. There weren't those people yet. <laughs> you didn't have the support. It was, yeah, yeah. It was this thing. It was just like me going blind in through the woods. Just like, I know I'm right on this. Well, that's good. Like, and it's making me laugh. I'm going to trust that it's funny and that this person's a, an idiot and then like slowly like a one or two people would get on board and then when it when we started podcasting it in that was like 5 years ago i think that was the kind of real turning point cuz people had it everyone could get it yeah yeah and have it in their head wherever yeah. they wanted and then it became a thing where i think a lot of a lot of bands listen to the show when they're on tour so got right. a lot of music people were getting into it and then a lot of you know all the you know the all the musicians want to be funny and all the comics want to
0: play in a band so that that axis came on board at the same time and that sort of, and that I guess you know it's still I there's some part of me that thinks that that indie rock uh, uh, best show Junction uh-huh was really the I, I still think that, it, that on some level that you helped define this generation of comics or well, a certain I, bunch of them well I doesn't hurt that I uh, am a complete bully on the radio
1: and kind of yeah you do tell a... everybody how important I am and that this is the best thing you've ever heard. But is and that the... is that real? You know, I I like I don't listen to much other stuff because I don't want to be influenced by that. I listen to your show. I listen to uh, Paul F. Tompkins podcast and. Um, you know, not much else than that.
0: I don't listen to any, hardly anything. I listen to NPR in the morning because I need news. The rest, mm-hmm. it's all in my head chiming. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and I think part of it is that you know, when I was in
1: high school, I listened to a lot of talk radio. Who was your guy? You know, I listened to I listened to uh, a lot of Howard Stern when I was in high school, and then I listened to a lot of this guy Bob Grant, who was this right wing, uh, you know, I kind of I, douchebag on wabc was he from out here i remember i no he was the, he was in influ- like guys like joe pine and the, those guys kind of he came up at the same time as those guys yeah but he would be the guy who who just screamed at callers and just like he would just like get off my phone and like <laughs> and he would just like go on these these tirades yeah. and and then he would do this thing it was like he was politically He was like the worst bully just like encouraged he would like wanted to start a, a like a sponsorship yeah. of just like like of black males uh agreeing to be you know you know uh, sterilized and just like yeah yeah, yeah. War, like an inhuman monster yeah but he was like this total showman where he would just be like he would just like yell at these callers with this like flurry just like and he would be like uh he would do this like when somebody would go like, uh, "Hey Bob, uh, how you do? Like how are you doing?" Would just set him off. He's just like, "What's on your mind, Bill?" <laughs> like, like he would just get furious. It's, the guy had the nerve to ask, "How are you doing today?" Yeah. And but then he would do this thing. that was this humanizing thing. Yeah. Like once every like four months, he would do this thing. Get at Grant like the gag hour, where once every six months he would just let the, all the people who he treated like garbage call up. And he had to just take it. He was not allowed to hang up on them for, like, one hour every six months. And it was the funniest thing. These people, like, just ripping him back. Yeah. And it was just, like, but that level of, like, theater with it. I yeah. was, like, like that's what you can get from callers. Like, yeah. you can push them, but they're going to push back if you let them push back. Oh, yeah. And it's that thing, because that's the one thing I like about my show is it's just, like, I, I really don't know where it's going to end up when it starts at 9 o'clock. I could write down how I think it's going to go. I've no, it's, it would be wrong every week because yeah. when you open the phone lines up, it's like anything can happen. And it's just like people. It's just, so you just have to go where that takes you. Yeah. And like that, that Bob Grant thing, the yeah. theater of that. And just the, I think the, you know, the bullying thing, the Howard Stern thing is just like, cause I liked it when he was like the guy, like when he would always claim that he was, being blackballed they're like these just lies like <laughs> they won't let me do this they yeah. won't let me do that like who's they yeah. and it's like you just you know you're making it up yeah but then people like yeah they won't let him do it yeah. and they're like and they would just lie about being like half jewish He just like and they're just like be like which half isn't and he hears parents call up and his mother is like you know clearly a jewish woman <laughs> yeah. and it's like well you know this is not adding up but this you realize that on radio you can put a certain amount of theater into it and a certain amount of outsized stuff and that i was just like that's what i want the thing to be and it's just that's kind of it eventually got there yeah but then thankfully i had people liking it and now i get callers where they're just like i scream at them i hang up on them and then they like send me an email like hey so sorry about that you know i called up and then i uh Started talking about uh, you know this you know, burrito place I like to go to and then you were clearly bored and then you yelled at me and hung up. Oh, I'm so sorry. And I write back. I'm like, no, no, I, you, I'm the jerk. Don't you realize? You did a, you did not do anything wrong. I am a, I was playing the role of a bad person on that call, and you are okay. Many, Don't actually beat yourself up over this. Somebody, it was all fake. How many emails like that do you have to write? You know, usually one a week. Yeah. Yeah. Like one person who actually takes the trouble to write, like, feels that bad about it, and they're just like. You know, I gotta to apologize to this guy. That call did not go well, and I feel really bad that I called and he wasn't happy. It's like, no, 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 I'm horrible. You were fine.
0: Well, I, I think that's I think that's an interesting thing because there there's something about the intimacy of this thing, and yeah. you, and you obviously have regular callers. I mean, I did morning radio briefly where we had callers, and then you'd be like, oh, there's Brian. Yeah. Here's you know, and and it's a relief. Mm-hmm. You, you know, because you build comedic relationships yeah. with strangers, mm-hmm. and and they know their part after a certain point, or else they're too delusional to understand that they're playing a part, which yeah. is even better. Yeah, yeah. And you look forward to it. Oh, yeah. But the the, the way you engage, because I got aware of, of theater, too, but my emotions are pretty invested, and obviously yours are, too, Yeah. that you know when you hurt some dude's feelings, you get yeah. an email, he's yeah. like, dude, I fucked up your whole show, I'm sorry. You're like, no, oh, God. It's like, no, you, you helped.
1: <laughs> you don't realize. <laughs> you filled... Four minutes of the three-hour thing. Yeah, you know, yeah, really
0: That was you were playing a part in yeah. it. Yeah. And do you do you find that do you do you find that your fans like misunderstand uh, a certain like, like I get emails, man, and I and, and it seems like we're both pretty sensitive. If if you know, if I can yes. say that, I'll respond to most of them. You know, mm-hmm. especially if they're argumentative. If they're shitty uh-huh. emails, I'm like, oh, you know, who the hell are you to you know? I mean, yeah. I, I went and I stalked one of your fans.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know, and he's not even my guy. And no. I'm, I'm like, you know, well, how come you not, how could you not like me? You know? <laughs> I think he does like you now. No, I he think does. He, he's yeah. like, you know, we had a, a Twitter thing, but yeah. like, but, but but we're talking to thousands of people. Yeah. And, yeah. and I'm sitting here going like, oh, Christ, this guy in yeah. DC. Yeah. Hey guy. Yeah. D- 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 <laughs> I think you misunderstand yeah. me. Yeah. You know, everybody has to be on board with this <laughs> thing. <laughs> but, but I don't even want that that's the weird thing. Do you ever find that that like you know I don't know if, if you think that everyone has to be on board with it but but that when you do get when you do push someone's buttons mm-hmm. that you have to find out why and then and then uh, you have to you know decide whether or not it was a reasonable criticism and, and they might not can you accept if they just don't like you? Oh yeah oh, I'm fine with that Ugh. i I
1: like sometimes i don't look i I clearly don't want this to be the norm, but when some guy calls up and it's just like, you know what, you're horrible. Like, at this point, because at least I know there's a foundation for a thing, and it's not I'm not alone just getting yelled at by some guy who thinks I'm horrible. It's like, but well some guy's like, you know, because everybody else is being nice and trying to do the show, and mm-hmm. when some guy calls up is like, you're unfunny and you're horrible. It's like, I kind of look at that as, that's fine too, you know, because yeah. that's your opinion, and there's certainly people I don't think are funny. Right. And Right, you, to, yeah. you to accept that. Yeah, and if
0: I'm going to, you know. I accept that too. I don't, I, I guess, like, I'm I'm not I'm characterizing the way I know that not everyone's going to like me. I know that most people haven't for a long time. Mm-hmm. But, but I think that, like, do you, I guess I do a type of radio, like, we were talking in the kitchen, where, you know, I, I got people that bring me bread. Yeah. And cookies. Yeah. And stuff. Because they know you now. Yes. Yeah. But, you know, I don't, they do. Yeah. Like, that's the weird thing is, like, I'm starting to feel. Like when I when I'm in my house and I'm off the mic or I'm out, you know, like when I go out in the world, this is the only place I talk really. I you know I don't have a, a wife, I don't I don't have that many friends, uh-huh, uh-huh. you know. So so I'm starting to realize like, holy shit, you know, these people really do know me and they're coming at me with all this familiarity. And there's yeah. two ways to look at that. Like you know, try to have some boundaries and, and respect their space, yeah. or or like, hey, half the work's done, you, yeah. you might as well marry her. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean do you, do you find do you ever walk away feeling like you know either they know you too well or or they think they know you or what's your feeling about the relationship you have with your fans You know I'm
1: I'm okay with it I think I think you know I think part of that was maybe why I checked out also because I was feeling like I was carrying the burden of everybody listening to like i I gotta be there for them yeah yeah and it's like but ultimately i decided i had to be there for myself right and if they want to hear it then that's that works for them i can't you can't do it for anybody else primarily it's like that should be a nice benefit of it yeah and but yeah it's you know i mean i get people writing with you know asking for career advice and stuff and do you write back i do I, I do, but I I had to draw a line on it because it was just like, I just I can't I can't carry everybody's water all the time. Like I'll write back, but I can't. It can't be a thing where I, we're going to talk. Oh yeah, you all write the back way through y- this. Y- now. Y- yeah, yeah. You give them the advice, yeah.
0: and then they and then like two weeks later they're like, okay, I tried it. Yeah, but there was
1: time, and I would do. I would. There's times where I would be like, all right, let's talk about that now. And I'm like,
0: okay, I'll read your your script. And uh, I would like, it's just like, oh, this, I just don't have, have time scripts. for that. I yeah, went it, too far with it. Well, yeah, because then your your whole life is sucked up. Just yeah. responding to emails. Yeah. I'm. Um, you know, half my morning's done.
1: Yeah. I, I I drew a line with it. And I do think to, you know, I think the listeners get it completely. And they've everybody's completely respectful of the fact that it's like,
0: yeah, he, there is a line. He's busy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he really he's just, yeah, exactly. Or how about that? But then I've, even when they know that you get the email, it's like, hey, Tom, I know you're busy. Yeah. I know you're busy. <laughs> but what about me? I'm over here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I'm different yeah I but need you yeah, yeah
0: but I I
1: you know everybody's really good about it ultimately and it's a it's a, it's up to me to tell people it's like I can't do everything for everybody and yeah. I think like, there was a part of me where I, I thought it's like there's this uh like yeah when I'm on the radio I'm doing this fake version of my you know this ex- exaggerated version of myself for the three hours a week. And then I'm normal off the radio. But then I started to think it's like, well, maybe I'm doing, maybe that's really me, and I'm just this contracted version of myself every for every other minute, but those three hours where right. it's like, right, because there is something so liberating to when it's just like to just go like, you're making me mad. I don't want to talk to you. Yeah. And then you say we're not talking anymore. Yeah. Like because you can't be like that in real life. You no. can't just go like. I'm done with you. I'm yeah. hanging up on you. Yeah, you make that. me mad.
0: Yeah, I tried that. They no. they leave. The career yeah. goes away. The life yeah. goes away. Exactly.
1: <laughs> there's a but there's, there's a certain amount of yeah. There's a political element yeah. to being in the real world. Yeah. Yeah. that you can't be. You can just be. Yeah. yeah. It's called compromise. Yes, exactly, <laughs> and it is usually good if you want people to
0: stay in <laughs> yeah. your life. Yeah, it helps. Now, do you find well, you're obviously a, a, a thinky guy, and we're, we're heady people? Uh-huh. I can feel that yeah. because you're, if you're, you know, if you're sort of reflecting on yourselves at home, going like, "Is this the real me, or yeah. is that the real me?" Yeah. yeah, that you've put some thought into this. Do you do you know what it's serving in terms of your emotional uh, makeup?
1: Um, you know, it, it it I think it it serves as a, a way to just to just get the the blackest part of yourself to turn that into something positive. Gold. Is, yeah. To, exactly. <laughs> if you can get the thick like the tar yeah, yeah. that's in your gut, yeah. and you could turn it into something where somebody's like, "I was that was so much fun." It's like that's a pretty. It's a pretty good situation. Sure. That... There,
0: there's coal in my heart and yeah. now there's a diamond. Yeah,
1: ex- exactly. <laughs> I'm turning that coal into diamonds. And yeah, you know, i I also feel that part, maybe part of the reason why the show got a little more connected to people is because I stopped. I, 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 I started talking more about me on the show too. I start, you know, I don't do it nearly to the degree you do. And I, I would not be comfortable talking to that degree, but it's, but I definitely started telling more just talking more about things that were happening, and even if I'm doing it in a refracted way, yeah it it fit I think there was a certain amount of connectivity where I would and and not all and also being able to like lower the like be like hey i'm i'm I mess up all the time too. I'm not just playing this role of right guy yelling at everybody like I'm perfect, right. It's clear that that's a, a goof that I'm acting like I make no mistakes, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that my bravado is clearly just this Wizard of Oz kind of thing. It's just you, like, I yell like a loudmouth, like I'm the best. It is clear I'm just a person behind that. <laughs> and I think, every, you know, I think people understand that. People who listen every week. They understand it's no. radio. Yeah. And
0: yeah. that, yeah. see, I, I think that I uh, I blur some of those, those lines a little bit. And I, I don't know, but then I, but then I do what you you just talked about. Like then, like when I get on a mic, I'm on a mic. Mm -hmm. And then when I'm in there, I'm in there. And Mm -hmm. if I'm in there and I'm going, no, I can't, uh, you know, if I'm talking like Mike land or like, Mm -hmm. I find, do you find that when in your real life, because when you're on this, Mm -hmm. your brain's operating in a certain way that your facility to talk and keep talking is very Uh good, better than most people.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah. And it's, it's, there's something that's so narcissistic about it where it's just like oh no i'm just gonna keep talking and talk and talk and talk and i'm gonna keep going and for hours i'm going to do it and if nobody calls i'll keep talking too and that's okay and it's just because what i'm saying you're gonna want to hear yeah it's like there's something that's it's the it's great it's a it's a great thing to be in touch with and i mean it's a skill that there's people who can do it they go around selling you know pharmaceuticals to you know doctor's offices that can do that yeah sure but
0: at least this is for uh, entertainment yeah exactly when when i first figured out that skill i was very excited about it where where i could you know because you're great on the mic like you know because i know you're so you're very aware of you know when you take pauses sometimes Mm -hmm. and 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 when you uh uh, you move off mic because i love that kind of radio and when the music is going to come in or out or or that and also the music bed is is fucking great that the thing that's great about your show is it's like a multi-textured show and i think you really appreciate the the medium of radio and that because you're in a station you know you have all you you understand that like we can build we can go to the moon here yeah yeah (laughs) it's fun to just feel and to just know that
1: it's like the, the you know that weird moment where you're just like like I'm alone in this room. Yeah. It's like <laughs> I'm alone in this room and it but but I'm in front of a bigger crowd than yeah. anybody playing if I was like playing a football stadium, yeah. you know. There's more people listening to this than are than could fill a football stadium. Do you think
0: about that on the mic? I don't, I, I really I, I can't like I don't I I find that it really is a blind spot well, for me. For, for me
1: it, I think about it because I'm Horrendous in front of audience. Like I would
0: never want to perform in front of audiences. Really, never ever. And also, so, you have callers, so you know that there's people out there yeah, immediately yeah. listening to yeah. you. Yeah,
1: and it's it's a, it's a there is a live thing, and I can see that there's a chat going on. Sure, and it fills up. Lines and, are
0: lit up. Yeah, exactly. The little flashing boxes. Yeah, exactly. So I know who's out there. That's a pulse. It's yeah. a lifeline. That's yeah. I miss that. They, yeah. You know, the calling yeah. like call now, and it's like bing 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 yeah. bing, and they, bing, they okay, just go. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah it's it's like, like ah. Yeah. But I've never ever, like any, you know, people are like, I got in front of an audience and I knew that's where I belong. It's like, <laughs> yeah. whenever I've gotten in front of an audience, I knew that's where I didn't belong. What like, happened? Well, it's just like, um, it just doesn't feel like my thing at all to, to talk to a room of people because I, you know, I sweat and it's not good. <laughs> and then I start thinking about how much I'm sweating and... I think I also like to spread out with things, and you can't spread out to the degree I like to spread out in front of an
0: audience. But yeah, because all of a sudden they have expectations that yeah. are very immediate. Yeah, and 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 it's like, can you? Can we put a, a black yeah. screen in front yeah. of these people? Exactly. Yeah, so I can talk like a person. Yeah, look,
1: please. I'm building something here. Just trust me. It might take twenty minutes. You're going to be very happy when we get there. But you've got to spot me twenty minutes. It was just never my upbringing. You know, like I I always wanted to be writing, which is a, a solitary. What is your upbringing? You're Jersey guy.
0: Yeah, and you come. From, you're Jew, right? No. Oh, okay. A mix Get of out.
1: A bunch of different I,
0: <laughs> I, I knew this was the moment <laughs> that was going to happen. But like, what was your like? What was the your brothers, sisters? Uh yeah, one sister,
1: older, just, uh, one year younger. Just total middle class. What did the old man do? He, uh, what did he do? He worked at a newspaper printing,
0: uh, plant. They made what you know, a local paper.
1: Made a couple different newspapers, and then my parents uh, got they became self employed. Mm-hmm. So I grew up in a kind of struggling uh, middle class, but maybe the you know
0: sliding up and down in what middle class sure. means. You know the, so, the, the 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 shift that you're in that place. You yeah. weren't down here, you yeah, weren't up here, exactly. But it was variable. Yes,
1: we we saw the we saw the the ceiling and floor of of the middle of class. The middle class. <laughs>
0: Yes. So, self, uh, they ran their own business, huh? Realty? What was it? Uh, just doing imprinted uh, shirts and things like that. Silkscreen so, business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, That must have been fun on some level. No, no, that was, <laughs> it was not fun on any level. My dad got involved with the silkscreen business yeah. and he just thought it would be hilariously fun to be able to make up shirts and then he, you know, lost a lot of money. <laughs> it's, yeah. And it's because you're bidding with, for, to print, you know, yeah. Corporate jerseys
1: <laughs> and landscapers and things. It's like it's not you're not doing like yeah. hey, you know, uh, you know, the who we're going on tour. Yeah, yeah. Or screen yeah. it's like yeah. no, you're doing a thing for some guy running a, for an electrician. Who's screaming at your parents yeah, yeah. because you know the shirts don't look right. It's like I'm watching some guy yell at my parents all the time.
0: From like, Al's pharmacy yeah, or exactly. Al's
1: electric. Yeah, exactly. Like this is not the shirts. We said a three quarter sleeve.
0: This is though. It's like seeing that yeah yeah it's not the own the, the owning your own business thing was not an option oh no did you ever have then but did you ever make Ramon shirts or anything like that or was no there's nothing they did they did <laughs> landscapers and electricians and i mean that's
1: who you do when right. you're in sure. new Making Jersey. Money. sure
0: yeah i at my family's from jersey actually and i i think that not uh not far from you mm-hmm.
1: well where did you, you you how long were you in? you were not in new jersey you were in new mexico
0: well, I was born in Jersey City, and my my at that time, my parents lived in Wayne, okay, and uh, my grandparents lived in Pompton Lakes most mm-hmm. of my life. So I, I was in Pompton Lakes, okay, a lot, okay, and and that's not too far from where you no, are, no, no, because for me, it's that thing about being in New Jersey. I always
1: went into New York when I was a kid like, on the I always, bus. I would take the, the train. Oh, you take in. the yeah. train? Yeah. So it's like I had New York there all the time in my life, and I would go in a lot. But I would still just go back to New Jersey, and that's kind of st- what I had, have still done because you know I want to have a driveway and a sure a car, yeah, and things like that. I that's why I think I, I like it here better than New York.
0: Well, yeah, I, I feel the same way. Yeah. Uh, so you were you said you were brought up to write, mm-hmm. and that's what you know that's sort of what you focused on. Yeah, yeah. And it's, so the live performing wasn't for you. No, it
1: just it, it was never my thing, and I. I didn't come up with the people who were doing that at the right time. Maybe yeah. you know I was coming up with a solitary group of people writing, you know, record reviews and things. So rock and I, roll
0: was your thing. Yeah,
1: yeah. It was. I mean, it was literally when I was a kid. It was. It was music and comedy
0: were equals. Now, what what determines for you? Do you have an idea other than a, an impulsive idea? Obviously, you have great taste in music. I listen to the shows, and you know, it's always you know, it runs a full range of kind of like interesting rock and. But still some, you know, some kind of like uh, indie rock camp thing going on Mm -hmm, a bit. mm -hmm. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, but, you know, when it comes down to like comedy, like I'm I've become fairly forgiving because I come from, you know, a fairly aggressive trench oriented stand up, Mm -hmm. you know, beginnings. Yeah. You know, I you know, my you know, my comedy runs from, you know, the Borscht Belt to, you know, I, I, I have a hard time judging too hard. Okay uh in and in, and in my sense like you know when i like for instance like tim and eric um you know i understand pa uh, you know patton you know, I understand paul but there's there's a world of of comedians that you've worked with like you've worked with tim and eric and stuff right
1: yeah yeah i'm friends with those guys right. i was i wrote for their first uh they did an uh, the first show was called tom goes to the mayor that i wrote on with john worster for the two seasons just you know just pitching ideas to him and stuff
0: so. right now, like, my question is, like, I can look at Tim and Eric and realize, like, these guys are like Zappa, you know, or they're like, mm-hmm. you know, they're the the ween of comedy. I mean, they're, I understand, you know, the way they play with the mediums you know, of television, and I, I get it. You know, I, I can see that there's genius here. Okay. But I don't laugh a lot. Do you laugh a lot? I, yeah. You know, I laugh at, I I can laugh at the rhythms.
1: Look, I don't laugh at anything. But I can, I, I think there's, I think there's rhythms that come out of what they do. That, that I find really funny.
0: Yeah. yeah okay. I can understand you know, that. that. I'm I, not knocking them. I'm no, just no. saying that like, I'm just trying to figure out what determines whether something's funny. If we're not laughing. Like, cause sometimes I listen to your show and, 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 and there's a, there's a, you, you seem to have an idea of who is funny and who isn't. And it's based on your emotional reaction uh-huh. to it. But do you find ever that, uh, do you, do you think you're an elitist? Like, who do you think a- I
1: don't think is funny? I'm interested.
0: Well, in well I'm going to, like, okay, like, like right after you, I'm going to have Bobby Swayton in here for uh-huh. an hour. Do you know who Bobby Swayton yeah, is? Yeah, bull of comedy. Yeah. Do you yeah. think he's funny? I always thought of guys like that were funny. Sure. Okay, all right. You
1: know, <laughs> it's, from a, it's from a certain, uh, you Put know, it certain, into context. Yeah, no, he was funny. He okay. was a stand-up. <laughs> I, I grew up admiring equally SCTV and Saturday Night Live and then watching all of the late night talk shows. Yeah. Like, I was just so- I you know I
0: all of those things were my favorite. I liked all of it. Well, I guess maybe what I'm asking without and not seeming mm-hmm. I don't want to seem passive aggressive, so I don't want to do it that way is like who isn't funny and why, or why mm-hmm. do you think something's not funny on on in in a in intellectual way? Do you, you know what I mean? You draw a line. Well,
1: you know what you know what always throws me with stuff is when people have an agenda to be something other than funny first is always the I, I get whether they want to be cool first. Right or whether they want to be adorable first. Right, if that if that's in their head, that always throws me off, and I can't get on board. If somebody has, yeah, like if somebody wants to be cool, but I first, agree with that. I can't handle. I it means that they want to be funny second. And there's plenty of people who have been cool who wanted to be funny first. Though. Right, I mean right. it's like like Mitch Hedberg was cool. Right, but he clearly.
0: Right, was working on being funny first. Yeah, I don't think he was. uh, Yeah, maybe he was trying to be cool. But I knew him in periods where you know his his clothing choices were not cool. Like I I knew him when he had one name and always Uh wore a headband. Uh So it took a while Uh (laughs) for when it was just Mitch. Yeah, he had to wear a bandana. (laughs) But but I know what you're saying. But he was doing the work. Sure, absolutely. So that's what I think and, for and me. And the adorable that... thing, very important. I mean, that's actually a good. I, uh, I can't get past that at I, all. I would not. I would not have even thought about it that way. Mm-hmm. But now that I think about it, you know, there there are people that are are considered highly funny by a lot of people mm-hmm. who I cannot get past the pandering, adorable thing. Yeah, I don't give a fuck how smart he is. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to mention it. And I mean, but it's like, <laughs> like, like Zach is adorable. And cuddly,
1: and everybody likes Zach, and everybody thinks Aziz is cuddly and adorable. And, but they're doing the work on the things, mm-hmm. you know. Like mm-hmm. they're they're not they're not worried about um, kind of having you know playing to. Sometimes guys play to they want like a female fan base, right, or yeah. they want like a college fan base yeah. like they're playing and it's just like you should just do your thing to no, just, just a, do your thing and wherever
0: who shows up shows up yeah well how they if you're that calculating you're not yeah. doing your thing exactly but i guess then the next question is like because i went and saw a play last night and i don't go see plays that often okay. uh tim robbins you know i don't want to drop names but he invited me to a show okay you know because I, I know him from the Air america days and it's a show he wrote And, you know, I go and I see him there, you know, and of course I'm like, you know, you should come on my show. And he's like, oh, I'm not, can't, I'm not going to talk about divorce and shit. And I, you know, I -hmm. I I heard about it. What do you just bleed on there? Uh And I had this weird moment because I knew he was going to be talking to you too. And I'm I'm thinking while I'm in the play, like, you know, like, cause I'm hitting, like I might be hitting a wall like you were hitting that. Like, you know, how much of this real life, emotional psycho, like, you know, my struggles, we're all in pain. Mm -hmm. What kind of, what was your dad like? that at some point, you know, people create things. And yeah. I'm looking at this play and I mean, there's 20 people up there and it's spectacular movement, puppetry, dancing, uh-huh, uh-huh. singing, different languages, a narrative, you know, and, and and my art is like me going, oh, my dad's man, depressive, you know? And that, you know, it, it's yeah, just yeah. that at, at what point do I, or, or do you like, I think that that is my comedy. But but I can't escape it. But it seems to me like people like Tim and Eric, certainly people like Zach, and certainly people like some of the people that you like, you know, do this other thing. They're not up there bleeding for laughs. You know, they're up there making things. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And there's that's a big difference. And I and I think that's what I was thinking in terms of seeing the difference between you and I. Like I like comedians where I can feel their heart. <laughs> sure, sure. And and I and I think that sometimes I can't always feel the heart of of, of comics, even though they're funny and I can yeah. appreciate them. Mm-hmm. But there's there's something to be said for that. Not all comedy has to be a life or death thing sure. that reveals the human experience. Sometimes I, I think when people do it right,
1: no matter what who they are, whether it's Tim and Eric doing it or it's you doing it, it's like you you show the heart, but maybe there's they don't have to reach through anything to touch your heart. Right. Like you literally are opening a panel right, in your chest. Right. It's like Reach in and you can (laughs) touch my heart, and like other people, it's like you have to maybe feel through a couple layers of things because they're refracting what they do. Sure, but as long as the heart's there, it can be like Tim and Eric. I think have a lot of heart, but I think it's just underneath their aesthetic. Right, the heart's what makes their thing succeed against every other. You know, there's I mean, there's people who try to do what they do,
0: and it's they're just crummy internet videos. Right, I think that's right. I think that's right. That that from the, the the drive to express and the mm-hmm. drive and the vision of it. Yeah. You know, if it's a real, if it's a true vision, then you're going to feel those people. And there's no reason for Tim and Eric to stop what they're doing and go, yeah, you know, I went to school and, uh, you know, they, they, yeah. they, yeah. they, they might want to protect that. Whereas I see that, you know, I, I, I don't know. I guess there's, there's something about, like, if, I, if I'm ever hard on myself about anything, it's about this transparency that I seem to want to indulge. But then you're not left with a lot. That sure. you can't be yeah. totally transparent yeah. and go, look. Now I'm making uh, pottery, you know. And- <laughs> like,
1: yeah.
0: But you know yeah. what went into it because you know yeah. me. So this pot's yeah. deep, you know. <laughs> yeah.
1: Every- I think everybody, everybody admires what you're doing. Yeah. It's like everybody wants to have written a book, but nobody wants to write a book. It's right. like everybody admires. that You're just like here's everything. <laughs> It's all, all in. in. Yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. Like you're just sliding. You're all in every yeah. single yeah. play. Yeah. But then it's like, they're like, I don't want to do that, though. Like I need to hold some <laughs> of this back for myself. Why like, would you? That's what I think I got hit with the other night or last night at the play. Well, you're hoping that you win and then you get more chips and then you go. Okay. Maybe so yeah, some so we follow through the hold. metaphor. Yeah, oh, yeah, that, yeah. Okay.
0: That's good. Yeah, I can take that. Because you're gambling. Yeah, that's right. So are you, what are you doing out here anyways? Um, you know, working on a. TV show with Paul F.
1: Tompkins and oh yeah yeah so we're PFT doing that yeah because that's my I mean my day job is I write for TV and stuff so I wrote on a show called Monk for eight years
0: Tony Shlupe
1: yeah yeah that that's was a, my...
0: uh, people like that show
1: yeah we that, it was a job with eight years it's a smart show
0: on. so the, so you're like that's what yeah
1: that's my day job yeah
0: and the, then then what do you look at as the as the best show uh, what do, what do you look that at as, that as you
1: know I look at it
0: as is you know especially when you
1: work in tv yeah it's like like there's 200 people working on a tv show yeah but you know with the crew and the executives and the actors and everything sure it's like to have to have this thing that i can just do where i'm the only arbiter of everything with it yeah it just i think anybody who works on a tv show should find one thing that they have that's all theirs yeah when they go home right because otherwise i don't know how you could deal with the amount of frustration that goes into working in a,
0: a, a thing that is just like an assembly line. I see your vision, just part of a bigger vision, and yeah. watch what your suggestion yeah. become sort of chipped away. Yeah. And,
1: well, you just have to share. Yeah. It's just like when you work in TV, mm. you have to share. It doesn't matter who you are in the process. It makes
0: you a better person. It sounds like. <laughs> well, you put it that. Way. But
1: it's frustrating. There's a frustration that goes along with that sharing because mm. it's not the. It's not the distilled, you know, undistilled version of your thing. Yeah. And it's like if you have your thing that's just purely you, you can go like, ah, oh, there's that. It's like then I can go back to this other thing and not feel like I'm, I don't have anything. Like right. everything, so, yeah. So it's that like,
0: is that part of the new excitement about to, about the radio show, that like you know this is actually mine.
1: You know, it, it there I I really felt that just letting go of everybody else's expectations for it yeah. except mine was a very important thing because I was really, it felt like I would just go there with this backpack on every week and just like, this is everybody and <laughs> yeah. I'm carrying yeah. everybody and everything in yeah. this thing. Yeah. And then just when that, when I let go of that, it was like, it was really, it was such a great feeling because now I just go there and I have fun doing it.
0: Well, that seems like a good place to end. Yeah. How do you feel about it oh I
1: feel great this was so exciting because I uh
0: I've heard almost every episode did you like were you worried about like whether it would we'd have a good conversation I knew we'd have a good conversation I think we had a great conversation I, this was a lot of fun Thank I got you. some laughs yeah got to know you better and I got to know you well I got to
1: keep knowing you as well as yeah I know you from where I have sat
0: so did it seem like me
1: did I seem like myself yeah I okay. like where mark Marin is at in two thousand eleven <laughs>
0: And I, you know, I'm just so happy that outside of all the past, uh, whatever went on with us, I helped inspire you. You helped, yeah. You I, made me feel I, I, so I, bad in one
1: night that I, that uh, there's a reason I'm sitting here today. But
0: it wasn't. Did you find? Did you feel like it was directed at you? No, it was just no, a coincidence. It right? was.
1: It felt like you. It felt like you were the vessel for something that a higher power yeah. was saying. Like it's like like the the gods were saying Ugh. to me. It's time, and we're going to put it through this dude's mouth. He's going to say, he's going to just let you know where you're at is a horrible, unfortunate place, and you can't stay there. He's going to make you feel bad. And when an audience goes, at that joke, they're laughing at me for being in the record store, for being in a music store.
0: I think that was the only time I may have been a prophet. It was only for you, Tom.
1: Exactly. You created me. Oh, boy. I'm going to leave with that. Okay, Dad. Great talking to you. Oh, same here. Thanks.
0: Okay, that's it. I feel like I have a new friend in Tom Sharpling. I thought that was a great conversation. Uh, Again, check out that video he made. The new pornographers move video. It's great. A lot of great comics in there. Comic talent. Is that how you say it? So what else can I tell you? Go to WTFPod.com. Get on the mailing list. I'll send you some stuff. Buy some merch. Kick in a few shekels. Help the cause. Things are going okay. Just getting by. Always use the help. Go to JustCoffee.coop. PunchWineMagazine.com. Standuprecords.com. I'm like a living link provider. That's all I'm doing here is I'm providing you links right now. Go to WTF Pod Shop. Buy a premium episode. Wow. I don't know what else to tell you. I'm going to go listen to some best show. Now that I have to fucking catch up on 10 years. All right. Yeah, I'm done.